Welcome to Exploring Sacred Spaces, a Pardes mini-podcast series featuring the Maggid of Melbourne, Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper. Throughout this series, the Maggid of Melbourne will be taking us on an exploration of synagogue architecture and what makes physical space fit for sacred action. And now, here's the Maggid of Melbourne himself, Levy Cooper. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tzor Hadassah. Does a Beit Knesset, a synagogue, need a menorah? Well, let me tell you, not only does a Beit Knesset not need a menorah, but it's even forbidden to have a menorah that is in the shape of the candelabra that was in the temple in the Beit HaMikdash. The Rambam, following the Talmud, rules that it is forbidden to build an identical replica of the temple or any of the things that were inside the temple. That means that we cannot have a menorah, a candelabra, that is in the shape and form of the candelabra that was in the Beit HaMikdash. The Rambam adds that you can have a menorah that has five branches. You can have a menorah that has eight branches. You could have a menorah that's not made of metal. But you cannot have a seven-branched candelabra made of metal the way there was such a menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. In the 15th century in Italy, the Maharik, Rav Yosef Kulon, he ruled that if a shul has a seven-branched candelabra, then the community must protest and they must go as far as breaking one of the branches or adding an eighth branch. So it is forbidden to have a menorah in a Beit Knesset. But that is a menorah with seven branches. As the Rambam taught us, you can have a menorah with eight branches. A menorah with eight branches is what we call a Chanukiah. And the Chanukiah can be inside the Beit Knesset, in fact, there is a custom to light a Chanukiah in the Beit Knesset in addition to lighting in the home. And there are a number of laws related to the Chanukiah of the Beit Knesset that link this custom to the Beit HaMikdash. And I'd like to share some of those elements with you. First of all, why do we light a Chanukiah in the Beit Knesset on the festival of Chanukah? The mitzvah of lighting Chanukah candles is ner ish ubeito, each person in their own house. It's an, it's an obligation on the home. So why do we light in the Beit Knesset? There are a number of different reasons. One reason is to publicize the miracle. Another reason is for visitors who would perhaps sleep in the synagogue and did not have their own home to light candles. 
But according to one line, the reason that we light candles on Hanukkah in the Beit HaMikdash is in memorial of the lighting of the menorah in the temple. And this leads us to a second custom. In the Beit Knesset, we light candles on Hanukkah at night, and there's also a custom to light them, albeit without a blessing, in the morning as well. We don't do that at home. At home on Hanukkah, we only light at night. So Reb Shloimele Cohen of Vilna, a 19th century authority, he writes in his responsa that the reason we light in the Beit Knesset in the morning, in addition to lighting at night, is because in the Beit HaMikdash, they would light candles, the menorah, in the morning and in the late afternoon as well. And this leads us to a third element of the Chanukiah in the Beit Knesset that echoes the temple. Where do we put the Chanukiah? And here too, there are a number of different opinions. A main opinion says that the Chanukiah should be placed in the south of the synagogue. Why in the south? Because in the Beit HaMikdash, the menorah was in the south of the Kodesh, of the holy precinct. So we imitate the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash with our Chanukiah in the Beit Knesset. Now, here in Sur Hadassah, I can share with you that we don't have the Chanukiah placed on the south, and that's for a historic reason. We put it on the outside window so that everybody can see it, because when we opened our shul 20 years ago or so, we felt that this was a way of indicating to our neighbors that this was a synagogue that was giving out light. Um, As we prepare to move to a new building, we'll have to reconsider and maybe we will go and light candles in a different place. I will share with you that there is an opinion that the Chanukiah should be not in the south, but on the left of the Aron Kodesh, because the menorah, the candelabra in the Beit HaMikdash, was on the left of the Kodesh and to the left of the Holy of Holies. And in our synagogue, in our new synagogue, the Chanukiah that we have will be placed throughout the year on the left of the Aron Kodesh. Where exactly we'll light it, well, that's something that we'll have to deal with when Hanukkah comes around. Let's move on to another element of Hanukkah candles in the Beit Knesset that may echo a temple practice. When exactly do we light the candles? So the custom is that in the that we light candles at home when the before it gets dark or when it gets dark. In the Beit Knesset, we light candles between Mincha and Mariv. And the reason we light candles between Mincha and Mariv is because that time between the afternoon prayer and the evening prayer 
is the time that there's the most people who are present in the shul. And we would like for the majority, for as many people as possible to be party to this event. So before people run out at the end of Mariv to go home and light candles, or if they turn up late to Mincha, so right smack in the middle, we light candles. Now, when exactly do we light them? We do it after the chazan, after the prayer leader's repetition, before we recite Oleinu and conclude the Mincha service. And um, the truth is, I'm not exactly sure why it's before Aleinu, and we discussed that in my shul recently. But one idea that somebody suggested was because in the Beit HaMikdash, the candles, as we said, would be lit lit at night and in the afternoon after the Korban Tamid, the daily sacrifice. There were two daily sacrifices, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And immediately after the afternoon sacrifice, the Tamid Shabin Arabaim was offered, then the menorah was lit. And Mincha corresponds to that Korban Tamid. And so perhaps immediately after we say the Mincha prayer, before we even conclude with the added Aleinu, we light candles in an attempt to echo temple practice. A final point is who actually lights the candles? So in my shul, every night, I honor one of the uh, people who is present to light the candles. And one of the uh, people pointed out to me that if we look at the traditional sources, it actually says that the chazan, the prayer leader, or the uh, beetle should light the candles. Uh, I meekly responded by saying, well, we appoint a prayer leader just for candle lighting or a beetle. We want everybody to feel like they are part of the leadership. Uh, Later on, I found a source that in Preshburg, today Bratislava, there too they would honor a different person with lighting every night. That appears in a book called Elef Katav by Rav Yitzchak Weiss. But while I was looking, I found in another one of Rav Yitzchak Weiss's works, Sheiloto Chuvot Siach Yitzchak, and he writes that some places had the custom of honoring a Kohen with lighting the Chanukiah in the Beit HaMikdash. Because a Kohen gets the first honors always in the Beit Knesset, but it could also be because it was the Kohen's job to light the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. So here we have it, my friends, a group of halachot of the Chanukiah in the Beit HaKneset that is similar to the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. And yet, we're actually not allowed to put a seven-branched candelabra in the Beta Knesset. So perhaps we can learn that our Beit Knesset, our synagogues, need to walk a fine line. On one hand, they strive to be like the temple, yet they are not 
the actual temple. The Beit Knesset is a mikdash, but a mikdash ma'at, a small replica of the temple. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beit Midrash! Thank you for joining us for Exploring Sacred Spaces, a Pardes podcast production featuring the Magid of Melbourne, Levy Cooper. If you like what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Follow us on your favorite streaming platform or subscribe to our newsletter to receive Pardes Torah direct to your inbox. Thanks for listening.